Hello everyone, it's Dr. Sam. I'd like to welcome you to my Eye Clarity Podcast. This is a show that offers cutting edge information on how to improve your vision and overall wellness through holistic methods. I so appreciate you spending part of your day with me. If you have questions, you can send them to hello at drsamburn.com. Now to the latest Eye Clarity episode. everybody, it's Dr. Sam and I want to welcome you to my Eye Clarity Podcast. Today I want to talk about LASIK surgery. But the way I'm going to do this is I'm going to bring up an article that was published in 2018 in the New York Times. And the title of the article is Blurred Vision, Burning Eyes. This is LASIK success. Now, I can go into the hundreds, probably thousands of patients that I've treated over the years who have had LASIK surgery, and then they've had side effects afterward. And I think I'll do that towards the end of the show today. But right now, I want to talk a little bit about this article because it was very revealing in that, you know, LASIK surgery, although it has been around for a long time. In fact, the FDA approved the first lasers in the 1990s, and according to the article, almost 10 million Americans have had LASIK eye surgery as a quick fix to get rid of glasses and contacts. And as far back as 2008, people were complaining after LASIK surgery that they had blurry vision, They had chronic pain, they had dry eyes, and there were both reports in the short-term and long-term risks and complications of LASIK surgery. And in the article, they talk about one-third of the people, at least who they uh, reported on, had serious discomfort in terms of dry eyes, blurred vision, difficulty seeing at night. And, you know, although although the FDA certainly approved this particular surgery, there are outcomes that are less than, let's say, easy to deal with. In the article, they talk about patients who suffer chronic halos, excessive glare, difficulty seeing at night. And in some cases, people who got the monovision type of LASIK surgery, they even had more problems. Now, you've heard my report on monovision in many video blogs, podcasts, written blogs, and whenever you correct one eye for distance and one eye for near, you are setting up a situation where your brain is definitely going to be confused. It's almost a double vision type scenario because if you think about it, let's say the right eye is your dominant eye and that's the eye you're deciding to drive with, that's going to be correcting you for distance, 
and your left eye is your reading eye, and that's going to be correcting you for near, that when you go to look in the distance, your left eye is not engaging with the right eye, so it, this eliminates depth perception. At the same token, let's say you're on your screen for a few hours every day, well, your left eye is carrying the load pretty much by itself because the right eye has fixed its focal point in the distance. So what the brain has to do at that point is suppress one of the eyes in order to see. So there's a gentleman who is quoted in the article. His name is Morris Waxler, and he's a retired senior FDA official. And he actually admits that he regrets the role he played in LASIK's approval. And he actually started a patient-turned-advocate group that uh, runs a, they run a website, and on the website they, they say, top 10 reasons not to have LASIK surgery. So it's pretty damning in terms of what the potential risks are with LASIK surgery. However, this is a positive thing I want to say about LASIK surgery. When you have a high degree of myopia, you can do my eye exercises five hours a day. You're never going to get free of your lenses. And I'm talking about anything over three to four diopters. Now, don't get me wrong. I have had patients in the area of minus five, minus six, who've been able to reduce their prescriptions by 60, 70, 80% but they still need a small prescription to see the things clearly, like for driving, driving at night, and so on. There is an emotional, psychological, energetic win situation that's, that's really positive when you go through my eye therapy as a way to really integrate the prescription that's not only in the eyes, but is in the mind, the brain, and the body. And as I've said many times, when you go to the eye doctor and you get a prescription, that prescription is reflecting the adaptive responses you are making. And not only is it showing up in the eyeball, but it shows up in the posture, your movement, your emotional responses, your thinking, your biochemistry. I mean, there's a lot that goes on in an eye prescription, and not everybody wants to deal with it. I get it. Not everybody is into going what's behind the scenes. They just want clear eyesight, give it to me quickly, and that's fine. That's good that there are people who know what they need. And then there's a group of people who are with me who say, you know, I don't want to keep getting a stronger prescription every year. There must be another way. And so they, it takes a self-awareness, it takes discipline, it takes becoming aware of your habits that are creating the, that's creating the deterioration in your vision. But when you get up to like minus 6, minus 7, minus 8, minus 9, this is where LASIK surgery can work. If you correct both eyes for distance and maybe tell the surgeon, undercorrect me a little bit so I don't lose my near vision. Because nearsighted people, the one thing they have going for them is their near vision. You know, they can take their glasses or contacts off and they can see the, the tiniest, 
you know, spec up close. And when you get LASIK surgery or cataract surgery and you aren't, or you aren't nearsighted anymore and you start to need farsighted glasses, magnifiers, it's very difficult mentally to deal with that because as a nearsighted person, the best part of your eyesight has been up close. So I think the combination of getting LASIK surgery and then doing my eye therapy afterwards can be a win-win situation. It's thinking of it like, well, I need to do physical therapy after I've had surgery, right? If you've ever had surgery, the doctor says, okay, it's time to go for physical therapy so that you can get stronger, so you can learn to integrate what we did in the surgery. And it's a great combination. Now, in the eye doctor world, they don't believe or agree with any kind of physical therapy for the eyes, but that's okay. You can go outside of what they're telling you after you've had the surgery and come to somebody like me and that physical therapy really helps you integrate the prescription that still exists internally in your brain, in your mind, in your body. Remember, LASIK surgery only addresses the eyeball prescription. It doesn't address the programming behind the eyes which caused the prescription initially. So overall, I would be very cautious and careful about going into LASIK surgery. If you're less than minus six, I probably would seek out a more holistic eye approach, maybe doing some physical therapy for a while, see if that could help you. And if you are gonna go through LASIK surgery, I would really check out the surgeon, make sure he or she has done a lot of surgeries so they know what the complications are. And just remember, after the surgery, you need to do physical therapy so that you integrate the surgery into your mind, brain, body, and you have the, the best chance for success. So I'll put the link to the article in the notes. And uh, I want to thank you so much for tuning in today. Until next time, take care. Thank you for listening. I hope you learned something from the iClarity podcast show today. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure to subscribe on iTunes or Spotify and leave a review. See you here next time.